clutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph McGuire, and the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and the freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I am on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability, and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential. In the world of decluttering, intentional living, and minimalism, I see something time and time again that I want to kind of debunk today. So many people say, my husband is the reason that I am not a minimalist. While it is true that your husband might be the reason that the house you both share still has clutter, even if you personally are completely intentional with what you own, I don't think that that is entirely the situation for most of the people that I've heard this complaint come from. For the purpose of keeping my communication simple, I'll probably be using terms like husband or wife to refer to the two parties in the situation with husband being the so-called preventer of minimalism and the wife being the wannabe minimalist. That is just because that's the most common relationship dynamic that I've heard this complaint from. But what I'm talking about here can be applied to any dynamic of two people or more living in the same house, regardless of relationship status. A man whose female partner is not interested in minimalism, a de facto couple, a same-sex couple, a thruple, a roommate, children who are old enough to handle their own belongings, whatever. If you want to practice minimalism and are in any living situation where the person or people you live with are seemingly preventing you from doing so, this episode is for you. Firstly, I fully understand the struggle of investing so much time and energy into your home and feeling like your partner or anyone else in the home is working against you. You put so much intention into setting up your home in a way that you feel serves your family. You've decluttered, you've styled everything, and you might even be doing the majority of the housework to keep everything organized and clean. If you feel like your husband's clutter, habits around stuff, or anything along those lines is affecting the way that you feel in your home, that's totally valid. I'm here to tell you that you can experience the benefit of practicing minimalism without needing your husband to follow suit. Minimalism is personal. It's a mindset, and that mindset will integrate into your actions and the environment around you. Minimalism is not a state of zero clutter in an environment. I want to invite you to focus on your own clutter. If you're annoyed that your partner has three times more clutter than you, instead of focusing on their clutter, reflect if there's any area or category of your belongings that don't truly belong. I can almost guarantee you that somewhere in your possessions, there's room for more intentionality. Maybe you have makeup that's old or doesn't get used. Maybe there's a box of random stuff in the garage you haven't sorted through. Maybe there's files on your computer that are a dumping ground for digital clutter. If you think that you're pretty clutter-free already, take a look at all areas of your space, finding somewhere that you can declutter further. Just on that note, 
Don't declutter for the sake of having the goal of having as few possessions as possible. Have the goal to be having only the possessions that truly serve you. Do everything that you can do first. Of course, you can have an open dialogue about decluttering with your partner, but if they don't want to declutter, use that annoyance for clutter to go further into your own decluttering. So here's what you shouldn't do. Don't sacrifice joy in your relationship, trying to be forceful with making him change. The goal of having an uncluttered home is to have more joy in your home. You don't want to suck any joy out of your home in trying to get there. You don't want to suck joy out of your home in trying to get there. And absolutely don't declutter their stuff without their permission. I've made that mistake before and you don't want to make it too. What you can do though is share what you've accomplished, learned or benefited with with what you've done. Don't have a big ego about it though, like showing off all you've done and resentfully shaming them for where they're at. But show them organized spaces you've created or share the impact that your donations have had or share the impact that your donations have made. Share how good you feel. Mention ways in which you've benefited by using minimalism as a tool for a better life. If you're benefiting If you are benefiting from this lifestyle and environmental change, then the person you live with is going to notice as time goes on and will probably want to get in on that too. You can offer to help them declutter when it suits you both. Share your methods of how you sort through items and make decisions. Sometimes people aren't really attached to clutter but find it kind of boring to deal with. But if you do it together, listening to music and getting it done quicker, they might enjoy it. And if they are attached to owning all their own and aren't willing to participate in keeping things neat and tidy, set boundaries to contain their clutter so you can still feel a sense of your space being clutter-free. This is a super reasonable compromise if your husband doesn't want to declutter and you want a cluttered free space. Designate an area for their stuff and, and they can own and do what they want with their stuff in that area. Some examples of how you can implement this is in the bathroom, having them have a specific or multiple drawers for their stuff. If you get annoyed at them dumping all their stuff from their pockets onto the kitchen bench, get a tray or organizer of some sorts and make that the spot for them to do that. If they have junk lying around in common areas of the home, you could get baskets for said junk. If they have a lot of things in the bedroom that kill your peaceful bedroom vibes, You could make an agreement that only special things are kept on display and the rest of the stuff needs to have a home out of sight. And you could also have limits on the amount of things in a particular category they can own. Obviously, this is not something you enforce on them. It's something they would be agreeing on. But say they have an excessive amount of hats and it takes up space in your bedroom. You could have him agree on a specific number of hats that is the maximum and if he buys a new hat, he donates a hat he doesn't wear. So the total number is staying at the maximum you guys have agreed on. So what about shared items? If you don't want something and they do. So again, don't get rid of anything that belongs to both of you without their input. You could declutter together and make decisions together. When you're decluttering on your own, at the end, you could show them through the pile or bags of stuff that you've separated to get rid of. Some people suggest getting rid of things you know they don't use because they won't notice. If you know there's a chance that if they find out eventually they will not be okay with that, then that will be a break of trust. And if you play dumb and pretend you didn't get rid of it, then that's an even bigger break of trust. But here's an idea for a compromise of how you can get stuff out of your space that you know don't get used. Say you're decluttering the kitchen. 
You could put everything you know doesn't get used neatly into a box and label it kitchen excess, not used in at least, and then write the date. Put it in the garage somewhere accessible and then communicate with your partner that the stuff that didn't get used is now in that box. Or you could even make a cardboard notice in the utensils drawers that explains where the rest of the stuff is. Shall he be digging through looking for something? If you go with this approach, don't make this box a secret. You don't want your partner looking everywhere for something that you've hidden away secretly. Don't make it really inconvenient to access the box. That's only going to cause resentment. Allow them to add anything back into the house if they use it. And then after a certain amount of time, allow them to have a conversation about if everything in the box has proven to not be needed, if it can be donated. That could be after one month, three months, six months, one year. The time frame depends on what the both of you agree is a reasonable frequency of use to be worth keeping. Like how many times in a year would you need to use something for it to be worth owning? Like just once, at least 10 times? That's up for you guys to decide. At the end of the day, we practice minimalism to make room for more joy in our lives. If your journey towards minimalism is causing so much friction between you and your loved ones that it's sucking the joy out of your life, you might want to reflect on your approach. I hope that my tips and perspectives shared in this episode have given you some encouragement to further your own journey into a simpler way of living, as well as navigating living in your home with someone who has a different relationship to their stuff than you do. Thanks so much for listening to the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast today. I just wanted to let you know that I've been working on something pretty exciting. It's a minimalism mini course, perfect for anyone wanting to live more simply and sustainably and further align their actions with their values. It helps you get clear on what your personal values actually are, how minimalism can help you align with them better. We get into a bit of decluttering and you'll make a shift in your awareness of the sustainability of everything that comes into your house and leaves your house. It only takes about two hours to go through the program and can be completed in the spare time over a weekend. That's why I called it the Radical Shift Weekend. If you buy access to the mini course, I'll be making a donation to Eden Reforestation Projects to plant 11 trees. The best part of the program is that it only costs $11.11. If you want to get access now, you can head to my website, sortitoutsustainably.com and click mini course from the menu bar. I really appreciate you lending me your ears for the whole podcast episode today. I hope you take everything you believe will serve you from my episodes and use it to make your life simpler, more sustainable and more joyful. 